welcome to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you're interested in staying healthy, becoming fitter or stronger, getting rid of pain, or enhancing your athletic performance, this is a place for you. We're excited to be part of your journey to better health. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Sports Performance Podcast, where we have all the superheroes in the house. Dr. Steph. Hello. Dr. Super Marisa. What's up? <laughs> and Dr. Nick, how are you doing? It is, uh, you guys are probably listening to this one week later, but uh, it is Halloween happy and Halloween. happy Halloween. We are all dressed up as uh, superheroes and Dr. Nick is a physical therapist today. <laughs> uh, so today's topic, five things to know about tennis elbow. I don't play tennis, but I have felt tennis elbow before. Mm-hmm. Dr. Marissa, give me some tips or things to know about tennis elbow. Things to know about tennis level. Uh, you're not a tennis player, are you, Chris? Uh, no, not very. No. Uh, so, first thing to know about tennis level is that it's not just for tennis players. What? Yeah, crazy. Um, what? <laughs> tennis elbow is just kind of a, it's a pain on the outside of the elbow or mm. the top of your forearm. Um, and it can happen to anybody who overuses or even uses at all the uh, muscles that bend your wrist backwards hmm. um so that can be tennis players it can be um could be golfers it could be what about zumba we definitely had a client with zumba who was dealing with some tennis elbow it's a real thing um weightlifters because mm-hmm. uh, they're doing a lot of gripping yep. mm, factory workers yep. i've seen yep. with it as well repetitive motion Pipers, right Pipers. yeah yeah yep. repetitive motion that is that is a killer um but the challenging part is that we have seen tennis elbow in so many fashions. Um, the people who just get it and it's new, and the people who have had it for years. Mm-hmm. Dr. Nick, I gotta say, you are a specialist in this area. People love and hate you <laughs> in this area of elbow pain. Tell me why. What like what is it about the 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 concept of this? Is it what what causes the pain? Uh, there's a lot of different theories on that. Um, a couple of them being that there's kind of a degenerative process going on in the tendon that attaches your group of muscles on your forearm to that outside um, bone in your elbow. And there's an ingrowth of nerves and blood vessels in Mm. there, and it just becomes painful pretty much all the time. Mm. So is it it, uh, constant inflammation? Like what is the whole process? Uh, it has another couple names like lateral epicondylitis or lateral epicondylalgia. Um, it depends how long you've had it, really. It's known to have an inflammation process in mm. the first uh, couple of weeks, probably. But then after that, it's not really an inflammatory process. That's crazy because uh, most people think, like, you know, tennis elbow is a, an itis. Yeah. You got the itis. The itis. <laughs> you know, it's usually like you assume there's a little bit of inflammation in there. But that's a foreign concept, and I think that's important for people to realize because, you know, we get the, the, the question of, well, should I put ice? Should I stretch it? Should I heat it? Take and anti-inflammatories. Take anti-inflammatories, right? Do I take anti-inflammatories because I have the itis? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. <laughs> for people who are listening, just so you guys know, the term itis actually means. Inflammatory. Inflammation. Okay, that's actually a good point. That's a good point. So if you have the itis and you have inflammation, it might be better to do these type of things for anti-inflammatory processes. Mm-hmm. But like Dr. Nick said, 
Sometimes after you get to a certain point, maybe three or four months, there's no longer inflammation. It's just scar tissue or things that are just kind of jammed in there and, and, and giving you pain. However, maybe ice might not work because there's no longer inflammation or itis or an inflammatory might not work. Correct. And I think that's important for people to understand that if it's gone on for a long period of time, there might not be inflammation present. Correct. So the treatment is going to be so different based on what status you're on. So Dr. Steph, how do you, how do you treat these type of things? So you bring up a really good point. There is a huge difference in how you treat a fresh uh, lateral epicondylitis issue or a chronic, we'll call it lateral epicondylitis issue. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a huge variety of things you can do. Basically, it's, so like Nick said, it's where all the muscles that extend your wrist connect to your Mm-hmm. bone in your elbow but also it's good to know that the fingers are connected to that too so wiggling your fingers typing on a computer all day mm-hmm. holding your wrist up so you can get to the keyboard in the right position or even holding your wrist up so that you're holding a tennis racket or a barbell or mm-hmm. a um coffee cup yeah coffee cup yeah. anything I, yeah we're talking about anything right? yeah yeah um will activate those muscles and make it turn on so that those muscles have to turn on um this is a really big question. Uh, I actually really like to go in and, first of all, when the, my client, clients come in, mm-hmm. I like to either use my hands or um, maybe even a scraping tool, Ugh. some voodoo floss, Ugh. anything I can to kind of loosen up that area and kind of get all those uh, tight spots to release from each other. Oh, that mm-hmm. all sounds miserable. It's amazing. So wait, is that the fresh-itis or is that the... Chronic. That's the chronic. That's the chronic. Dr. Marissa, how do you treat the itis? Yeah, if, if you got the itis, normally, normally it's not. No, if you Google the itis, it's not going to come on. But but if you have the if you got a fresh, there yeah, go. you've got this some fresh you. new pain up in your elbow, and it's accompanied by some swelling, and maybe it's a little bit red, and it's really tender, just to poke on it. Um, that's when you're more in the the itis. The itis phase of the acute phase. Uh, for that one, you we would definitely go a lot softer for mm-hmm. tissue mobilization, mm-hmm. try to help get some of that swelling out of there. Steph had also mentioned some some voodoo flossing as well, which can help with Oof. compression again, just yep. to help push swelling out. But usually for that one, we we change the activity that caused it. And yes. so mm-hmm. if you've all of a sudden been doing a ton of wrist extensions, you've suddenly been playing a ton of tennis, uh-huh. uh, we might cut down your volume just by a little bit to see if that can help it uh, recover. Yeah. And, and and I would say, you know, we have a really good response in, in the way we manage tennis over here at Sports Performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that it's not the magic in the treatment. It's the magic is in the equation of why and how you develop this. The treatment part to get you pain-free is actually not that hard. It's really afterwards how we prevent this from coming back. And it's usually finding out, you know, was it that you played too much for a weekend or uh, you type all day, right? It's finding modifications for these things and the solution-based uh, versus uh, symptom-based. And, and that's very important for people out there that are listening that if you have this, first of all, you got to figure out, are you in, do you have the itis? Are you early on? Uh, or is it later, you know, and that dictates treatment. Uh, you come to see Dr. Nick. He is going to be your best friend and a little bit of your enemy that same day because <laughs> he, if it's a, if it's a chronic problem, he's magic with this, but uh, it, it's, it's not the most comfortable treatment, but, uh, it'll help reduce it and then figure out, you know, how to prevent this from coming back. And, and that's really what it's about because a lot of people who have this condition hate it. This is like that you can't do anything. You can't open a jar. You can't open mm-hmm. a door. You can't turn your hand. You can't type. You don't even want to use it. And once you get to that point, 
it, it becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes our treatment has to reflect that and that you're tired of it. You know, they come in, how do I fix it? Um, and there's different ways. Uh, like Dr. Steph said, if it's a little, you know, chronic, you might treat it with certain type of modifications, those type of things. There's another way we haven't brought it in is, uh, strengthening it mm-hmm. to Ooh, get yeah. it stronger, Yes, which is a foreign concept. Wait, you want me to go more into, I to, think, well, why yeah. would I want to work so, out more? Right. So, is it okay to have pain if you're strengthening the tendon or that location of pain? I'll leave it up to you guys. Dr. Steph, I see you. Yes. You're hungry. Yeah. What do you say? It's okay to push through it for this one. Whoa, that's a bold statement. Is it? Obviously, you don't want to, you don't want too much. Yeah. As it, kind of the rule of thumb I give people is if you stop the exercise and the pain goes away immediately, yeah. that's a good balance. If sure. you stop the exercise and it lingers yeah. for a couple of minutes or even a couple of hours, then yeah. you did too much. So you want it to, it's okay to have a little bit of pain while you're strengthening yeah. as long as it goes away very quickly. Dr. Nick, what's the equation? Like, what do you, what are your reps? How do you do this? Cause it's not like, we don't want to just go out and grip things to strengthen it. Right. What's a, what's an easy protocol that you've used before? Uh, my rule with pain usually is two to three out of 10 on pain. And if you're exercising two to three out of 10 of pain is what you're experiencing, then go ahead and do it. If it starts climbing up more on that, then you stop or you lower your resistance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. And, and there's these things called eccentrics and that's what we usually focus on to, to strengthen these things. And it's the lowering part. So if you have a, if you are typing and you're using your fingers, uh, to maintain that position, if you lower your fingers down on the keyboard, that movement there is called eccentrics, where you're bringing your hand from a wrist extended position where it's all the way up and then lowering that down. If you put a dumbbell in there uh, in your hand and you put even a five-pound dumbbell and you only work on lowering it, that hurts tremendously. But it's it can be some magic uh, that can be done to reduce pain. Um, and the, the reason rationale is that you're increasing uh, the tension on that tendon and increasing, uh, you're actually almost scarring it down even more and creating more blood flow to restart that inflammation process. And that's very counterintuitive, I think, for a lot of people. You know, uh, why am I making this more sore? You have to rebuild it. you got to rebuild it and it will come. <laughs> it will come. Dr. Marissa, uh, have you had uh, success with eccentrics or strengthening? Yeah, absolutely, to both, for sure. So the, the eccentrics um, are an easier way, I would say, to to target the, the muscles and the tendons without having to think about having to pull that weight back up. So you okay. can generally use a little bit more weight when you're doing an eccentric because you don't have to then to then counteract yep. it. Yeah, for sure. So you can use your other hand to help you get it. Get it back up to the top. So yeah, we've definitely had a lot of really good success with that. Um, but it is, like we said, it's painful during. Yeah, during and and this has to be guided. I, I wouldn't do just a Google search and YouTube, and it's usually the route we all do, right? You Google it, YouTube it, you try it, and you're like, nah, that didn't work. <laughs> so uh, you know, and and the last and most important thing is, can physical therapy help with these type of things? And if the reason I know that sounds really basic. But I think there's a large misconception that these things will go away, mm-hmm. rightfully so, and I and I and understand that. They do. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes they do. Sometimes my general rule, yes, my general rule is, if it's lingered for two weeks and you're con- and it's impacting your daily life, not your fitness. If it's impacting your daily life, that's a time where you should make a consult and uh, make an appointment so things don't carry on. If by six weeks. It is worsened, no better. You definitely need to get in because once you get past that three-month mark and it's a, no longer an itis and it's an osis, tendinosis, 
uh, it is a it, it's, it's a harder. tough beast to battle afterwards to get rid of. It's easier to manage if you catch it early. It's so much easier, yeah. and I think that the sooner you can get in, the higher the likelihood you can reduce it faster. Mm-hmm. Would you guys agree? Yeah. Because yeah. if you get them in sooner, you're you're like, oh, it's easy. Stretch this, move this, you know, soft tissue here, and there's yeah. your package, and you just go, and I'll see you in a month. How amazing is that? Versus now I got to see you every week, and I got to torture that elbow for four weeks in a row. Yeah. yeah, you don't like that. So just tidbit advice. I, I personally think that if you attack it early, it does better. And there's other things that we do in physical therapy besides the the manual work and the strengthening. We can stretch it mm-hmm. um, and give you some home exercises, home stretches to do on your own as well. Mm-hmm. And there's braces that you can actually wear to help, ah, um, help this pain. We can recommend those as well. Touche. And I, I think that the that, that is a, that's also something that we missed as well. I mean, the bracing can help. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can. Yeah. And, and not for everybody. I mean, you can go ahead and buy like a $10 Amazon brace and they do very, very well. A little strap. Yeah, a little about. strap around the elbow. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I think that if that's your long-term solution, it doesn't always work. And uh, again, it, if you're using these things and you're no longer using that arm, now your shoulder's weak, now your neck's you're hurting because you're using your shoulder and it just goes all the way up and down the line. Um, now you can't sleep and your neck's kinked and yeah, it, you guys know this whole story. <laughs> and, and we're not exaggerating. This is reality. Yes. These, these are real stories from our clients every day in this clinic and, and we provide this information so that you're aware and you can beat it before it even happens. That's, that's the main priority here. So we've got treatment-wise, we've got bracing, we said. Uh, we said, uh, blood flow restriction training. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we said stretching, mm-hmm. strengthening. Yep. What else? Tissue work, tissue mobility. Oh, yeah. tissue work. Yeah. So like self massage or massaging mm-hmm. that helps. Well, um, nerve in case there's a nerve entrapment. Whoa, in there. that's, get, some people get, nin- that's nin- a different ball game. Numbness and tingling into their fingers. Is that normal? With this issue, it can turn into that. Oh, is it superficial radio? Yeah. Yeah. Superficial yeah. radio. Good yeah. job. Yeah. Uh, if you get that, if you get some numbness and tingling into your hands, that, that there's a big workup that that is involved in that. It's not always associated, but um, uh, that's also a big piece. So nerve glides is another thing that we've talked about, and those are things that you can um, that you can also include. What else? What about modalities? Is ice work? In the early stages. Oh, early stages. Uh, ice, yeah. I think ice can help in pain in the later stages too. Mm, pain-wise, but inflammation-wise. Yeah. What do you guys feel about heat for this? In the later stages, if you like it, sure. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, I, I would say you're right. I, I would say, you know, use the heat to feel better and loosen it up. Yeah. But it's not the solution. No. I'll be very upfront. Yeah. Solution. Yeah. Uh, what else? Those are the mains. Uh, yeah, modifying the activities that cause modifying it the activity that is underneath the whole pyramid of what we just provided right. you. <laughs> the, all those are treatment options. The reality of solu- or the solution based uh, practical uh, portion of this is that you figure out what happened. So it doesn't happen again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's modifying. The, it, yeah. yeah it's, it could even be something as easy as just changing the way that you're gripping something. So if it's been bothering uh, you during pull-ups, sure. maybe for a while until it calms down, you switch to like an underhand grip or something like that, or you switch yeah. to a different way. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I would even say trying these things out for about six weeks to determine if those modifications are working. Because you can try it for a week and not feel any results. But the reality is your body has uh, it's come to that point for so long and eventually, you can't just expect it to change right away. So there's there's localized inflammation or whatever it is, and you got to change that. So if somebody who types for a living, mm-hmm. 
you got to change out the way that you have your your ergonomics and it's a fancy yes, word for your setup yes. you know it's a fancy word for your setup and your keyboard and everything else and i think that that can make a dramatic impact too so um dr marissa that was the best piece of advice is changing and modifying their world and those are the five tips <laughs> five things you need to know about tennis elbow uh we hope you enjoyed this episode thanks for tuning in you guys we'll see you next week there. Peace. Out. <laughs> now. <laughs>